0: So it's take two of this episode, and essentially, I was right in the middle of recording it yesterday when my phone died. Remember, I pretty much speak into my cell phone, mobile phone, smartphone, what, what do you call it? Basically, my phone in order to record these um, episodes, right? Well, I think I must have been at the seventh minute, potentially. I can't remember exactly when my battery died. And part of me was thinking, oh, you know, I don't know if I really want to record it again. Uh, And so, you know, I, I was thinking, should I talk about something else or should I talk about the same thing? And just now I sort of made up my mind that I would actually talk about that issue. Uh, essentially, the, my, a very close relative of mine passed away. Uh, very close. And I've been pretty much helping my... our family, our extended family, has really been helping uh, and my great aunt. To move on and uh, we've been working on funeral arrangements and really just trying to figure out what to do at least two generations in our family at least two three let's say three generations in our family grew up with them right and we we all came together from all over the world, actually, to help them out. Thank goodness for technology, right? However, this is the thing, and I think this is the twist that I'm going to be giving this particular podcast episode. You know, yesterday I was speaking more or less from the perspective of a person who's going through a crisis, and what you need to do. It's actually pretty similar to what I had spoken about in my second episode where I talked about having to prepare for a quarantine situation upon the arrival of my family way back in March, right? Was it March? I think so. However, I think... I'd like to modify it just a bit, and by that I mean modify my message. You see, as sleep experts and sleep researchers, I think, you know, in many cases we do, and I think it's important that we do, speak about trying to optimize what you can given pretty idealistic situations right so when we give recommendations for sleep hygiene or you know trying to help people to optimize their sleep we typically assume that everyone's needs will be the same and that their lifestyles will be more or less similar or that they'll be able to do something about it the thing is not only are there times like this one where you go through a crisis and you need to know how to manage that crisis and actually we actually do have a training on that that we recorded Arturo and I recorded way back in March as almost at the beginning of the lockdown and I remember that time because I was rushing to, you know, know, try to figure out what to do. And then I remember taking my things and saying, okay, I'm going to stay with a friend for those two weeks. Both of our families were returning and I needed to find a place to stay. And I think at that point, both of us were, well, I know for on my end, I was pretty much uh, already in isolation, right? Not isolation, but pretty much. Pretty much. uh, and, And so was she. So I ended up staying with her. And I remember when we were recording that, I realized I didn't have the appropriate setup. I remember it was when everyone was working from home and we were all using Zoom. And we still are for the most part. But the thing is, there wasn't enough You know what it's like when your internet isn't strong, isn't uh, powerful enough for two people to use it at the same time, and one person is in one room and the other person is in another, and you're both having Zoom meetings. In which case, she was having a meeting with uh, her, the college that she was working at, uh, that she still works at, and I was pretty much recording a session with Arturo, right? And so when we looked at the footage, we're like, oh no, there's this whole section where the image is off, the sound is off, what can we do? Can we still use it? And we said, yeah, you know what, there definitely is a lot in here that's useful, that people can use, and you know, it's real, it's authentic, it really reflects What happened during a crisis, not talking about it at a distance or from a distance, but actually it's being created as people are living through one. And uh, I also remember that the only lipstick I had, and I don't wear too much makeup, but the only lipstick I had was the one that I brought, and it was, for whatever reason it was like a heavy frost and i'm when i looked at the video i was like i can't i can't i can't post this this is ridiculous it's it's so heavy it looks like you know 80s frosty lipstick which which by the way sort of i guess is the thing but it sort of isn't what i expected for it to look like on video and so there you go what do you do? Do you post it? Do you still do you know, do you still um, use that footage? And you know what, in the end we said yes because it's real, it's authentic, and we do give very good information and advice and it's as real as it can get, right? Um, So it's there, I'll actually post up the link and and so when you see it, you know you can chuckle a bit, it's okay Uh, but you'll know the backstory. In any case, um, that was a bit of an aside, but that's what I mean. We go through these crises and you know, we have to learn to adjust, right? But also in your everyday life, you may be in a situation that is... I guess you know it would be sort of like the difference between a situation or an issue that is acute versus a situation that is, versus a situation that is chronic, right? So often when we think of something acute, it's like a crisis. It happens, and you're trying to deal with it, and it's, it's acute. It's just extremely intense, but it tends to be for a shorter period of time. And then you have the things that are chronic, you know, which can be just as painful or it could be less so, but it happens over a longer period of time. Well, situations relating to sleep can be both acute like a crisis situation or a situation that leaves you with feeling stressed and and uh, anxious and leading to insomnia in the short term. Or it could be something that you're living through because, you know what? You might be, for instance, a night owl who has to go to work for a 9 to 5. And that isn't... And that might not be something that you can control, or at least not at this point. You know, you maybe, you know, I mean, maybe you want to make a change, but you don't know how. You're kind of stuck. And really, that place of feeling stuck, that place of feeling stuck is sort of like being... It's sort of like the, what we're going through right now. It, it is an acute situation with the pandemic, but it's dragged on, and it will drag on for a while longer. And I think for some people, it's sort of, it's wearing them down. Even the most optimistic are beginning to feel tired. In those situations, what I can say is the need to manage not only your expectations of what can be done but also to manage your emotions and to learn how to accept that it's not going to be easy but to also remain hopeful that you'll be able to find a solution right so if you are for instance and this is just an example If, for instance, you are a night owl, who is working in a 9 to 5 situation and you're finding that your sleep is disrupted, you experience sleep deprivation, people are telling you you need to wake up earlier, they don't understand why it is that you can't have a 5 a.m. routine, they're not educated as to when you're most productive, for instance, If you're in that situation you may be feeling as though there really isn't anything you can do well first of all I just wanted to say there are certainly things that you can do if for instance you are on the very extreme end did you know that there is actually a name for what it is that you're going through and it is called Delayed Sleep Phase Disorder or recently they've changed the name to Delayed Sleep Wake Phase Disorder and it is, it can be viewed as a hidden disability, right? So if it's a disability, it is something that you can have diagnosed and it is something that you can bring forward to your work right? So that accommodations can be made. That's one thing you can do. If that's not the case or if that's not something you want to do, there are other things you can do. You can, for instance, shift your circadian rhythm earlier. And I work with people to help them do that. I've had to do that on I've had to do that for myself, given that I do qualify. I mean, if I look at the times I sleep and uh, the definition of that disorder, I certainly qualify for it. And by the way, did you know that certain disorders are, that disorders don't necessarily need to be based on, let me put it this way, some disorders are classified as a disorder not because there's anything inherently wrong with you it's just that you don't fit the societal norm so if the societal norms that it's 9 to 5 that's the thing that everyone has to follow in order for the society to be productive and if you don't fit society's norms did you know that that is why it would be labeled As a disorder, right? So there's nothing essentially wrong with you. In fact, you can probably sleep very well if left, you know, to your own... well, let's just put it this way. If you could sleep at the time you would naturally want to sleep, which would be in the morning, then you would have a really, really good, deep, restorative sleep. But because the timing of your sleep is different from what society dictates, then in that case, you aren't considered part of the norm. And so therefore, it's labeled as a disorder. So that's the situation you're facing if you happen to be a night owl, right? And in those cases, one way would be to try to adapt, which can be very challenging depending upon how far along that morningness to eveningness scale you are on, right? The more extreme you are, the more difficult it will be. Because your natural circadian rhythm is skewed towards sleeping later in the morning. So, we can shift it a bit, but usually it's around three hours, you know... You could, for instance, make a jump to earlier in the evening, but only for a very short period of time before it ends up shifting again to later, right? So in that that situation, what can you do? Well, you just keep trying and to shift. Or another option is to align your lifestyle to your circadian rhythm, and that is possible. That is very possible. In fact, that's what I have done in my life. And that is also the direction that we are taking in terms of our coaching to help those, especially those people who are moving towards making their own schedules, taking their lives and making sure that they're more in control of of it. Basically, it's for those people, right? And we'll show them what they need to do so that they can take advantage of their circadian rhythm and making sure that it is aligned so that they are in harmony with themselves. Basically, circadian harmony. And this is a really cool um, term. I think I like it so much I'm going to be using it. And it came out of a discussion that I, well, it was more like an online discussion, you know, in, in a group. And someone mentioned it, and I liked it so much. And I said, you know, that's such a great name. I think I'm going to use it. So to that person, I thank them. Circadian Harmony. That's what we're looking for. So in any case, I'll be talking about that in upcoming podcasts. and. In the meantime, realize that whatever it is that you're going through, whether it be a crisis situation or whether it be something that you just don't know how to get out of, there are solutions and a community out there to support you. And if you're looking for that, we're, that's what we're hoping to develop for people who are looking for sleep optimization, who are looking for sleep wellness, and especially for the night owls out there. Okay? So that's it for today. It was kind of a long episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot longer than it usually is. In any case, wherever you are, I hope you sleep well, and I'll talk to you soon.